0: Yep, we knew it was the last summer. Those are words that have never come out of the mouths of a family that I sit down with. As they planned the funeral for their loved one, yep, we knew that that was the last summer. Those are words that have never been spoken, at least to, to me, uh, to someone on their deathbed. I definitely knew that last summer was the last one that I had, so I really leveraged it. now there's the few uh, cases out there, the outliers, someone who's got a, a terminal illness and limited horizons but. Those people do make the most of it. This is where the the Make-A-Wish Foundation kind of stuff uh, comes from and comes into play. And and we see people take uh, the monetary limitations and the busy schedules and set those things aside. We see them uh, take the old grudges and the hurts that have fractured their families and allow them to take a back seat for a time and not dictate the present and in those moments and with the time that they've got, memories are made and words of encouragement are spoken and words of, of affirmation and appreciation are not just assumed but said. Joy is soaked up and what really matters gets said. I love you, I appreciate you. We have a different posture when we stop believing that we've got all the time in the world. Now, I don't have any special knowledge or revelation for any of you or for me, for that matter, of whether or not this summer will be our last summer, but we do have this Spirit-inspired words of the writer of Hebrews that directs us. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching, he's calling us to see. The meeting together and encouraging one another is not only important, but increasingly urgent. Now, I get it. It's Mother's Day, and I'm talking about funerals and end-of-life kind of stuff, but trust me, we're going to get there. And and if you need this as the encouragement to thank and affirm and tell your mom that you love her, uh, take it as that. But also know this— Regardless of what day it is today or tomorrow or or next week, the Spirit is directing us, us who trust in Jesus to count the days so that we make the days count. And the day that's approaching, the one that's referred to here, is the day of Jesus' return. The day when he will make all of this new again. When this world will come to an end and all those who trust in Jesus will be welcomed into his nearer presence forever. And all the blessings that come with that and those who don't will be separated from him and all his blessings forever. This world will Without warning, though there are birth pains, there are, though there are things that meet, uh, work toward it, we'll not know the moment that it's coming, when it will come to an end. And just as true for each of our own lives, it will, without warning, come to an end. So this summer, it might be the last one that, that you've got, or, or that I've got, or that your friends got, or that your mom's got. Or that guy three pews ahead of you, Scott. So how are you planning to spend it? Will you let the monetary limitations and the busy schedule be something that just hold the place as uncontested barriers? Or will you let the Spirit of God help you creatively attempt to traverse them? Will old grudges and hurts be welcomed into the light of the fresh possibilities of the the gospel of God and the life-giving power of an empty tomb? Or will those grudges, those old hurts, continue to dictate the present and hold the relationship in stalemate? There's no slowing the end in the day that is approaching. There's no changing our mortality. We will not live forever. This may be the last summer we have. So can I just encourage you on Mother's Day, if your mom is still here, there's a lot of people that still wish their mom was. Leverage the time you've got with her. Say the things that need to be said, the things that you truly believe. It's a good thing to do today, but don't let this just be today. For it's time to turn again from any semblance of believing that all of us are going to make it to the ripe age of 80 or 90 or 100. Especially, we need to turn away from that belief. If in any way, it is moving us toward... The mañana mode of life and of following Jesus. Now, for those of you, anybody, you know what mañana means? Just raise your hand. Uh, I know what mañana. Okay, mañana is Spanish. It means tomorrow, but really, it doesn't mean tomorrow. It means not today. So, like, are you going to start that home project? Ah, uh, mañana. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. It just means it's not happening today. And I might say manana again tomorrow, and the day after that, and the day after that. And this is where manana uh, really applies for us today. Uh, are you going to meet together with other Christians? Eh, manana. Maybe next week. Are you going to encourage one another as we're directed to do? Eh, minyana. Maybe tomorrow. Manana is tempting. This mode is tempting because we're not saying no. We're just saying not now, not yet, but it's really easy for not now and not yet to become not ever. I don't think I've ever met someone that set out from manana to become not ever, but rather we're just tired. Life is just full, too full, too much stuff, too little time, and we're helpless to turn the tides. And that's largely true, and so we continue to be washed in the same direction. It's why our series began where it did last week, the series that we call Leverage. Because in our own power, and at our usual hurried and harried pace, Minana mode will continue to be the best that we can do more often than not. Pastor Brian, you did a great job uh, last week helping us see how spending time in the presence of Jesus Working at his pace is where the power to move past minyana mode will be found. Now, he wasn't quite this direct, but I want to be uh, today about what that might look like. Can I just tell you, I suggest a first step in that direction is 15 minutes at the beginning of your day. 15 minutes in the morning to set the pace and the priorities for the day. And I have two ways you might come at that. You're either going to go to bed a little bit early so you can get more sleep, or you just set the alarm a little bit earlier so that you can wake up 15 minutes earlier in the day. And you leverage it in the quietest moments of the time, when the fewest people have demands on your time. And that might be at home, and it might be at your job. So get get there 15 minutes, if it's not at your house, get there 15 minutes and spend it in the parking lot in your car. Or get it into your office, and before you open up anything else, let this 15 minutes be to pause and to remember this invitation that Jesus has given us to walk with me and work with me. To, to read a devotion, to use a Bible app, to have a, a guided prayer. There's so many options out there. And I can just tell you, Pastor Brian and I, we'd love to help point you to a new resource. If there's ones that you've tried that, that just aren't working well anymore, we'd love to hear what you've done and point you in a new direction so that this can be a part of the posture of your life to carve out time, to pause, to be still. Breathe slowly to gather your scattered senses and let them be refocused on the presence of God who is with you, who is leading you. Just pray, Father, help me. Help me to work so that your priorities are my priorities, so that what you say manana to, I say manana to in which you say yes to, I say yes to. See, in in order to leverage the pace of the summer for relationships, we need to start with our relationship up to the Father. Because that's what fuels and feeds us to engage in relationships in with other believers. And this is what the writer of the book of Hebrews is summing up for us. I'd love for you to open up your Bibles now and do that uh, along with me. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. There's a paper Bible uh, in the pew in front of you there. If you've got your, your phone or some other device to pull it out on, you can do it there as well. We're at Hebrews chapter 10, beginning at verse 19. The book of Hebrews uh, here is summing up for us what has been the last three chapters describing who Jesus is and what that means for us. And so I'm going to point you to some of the uh, words to underline in there, the, the therefores and the senses, because these are the things that help direct us toward that. So... Um, a summary of what's been, and then three concrete applications. Uh, He's wrapping it up for us. It's kind of the reader's digest of the last little bit of of, uh, Hebrews. So verse 19, Hebrews 10, verse 19, therefore, so you can underline that one, therefore, because he's trying to wrap these things up. Therefore, brothers, and here's the first sense. uh, So he's going to make two points. Sense, number one, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus and by a new living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And number two, sense... We have a great high priest over the house of God. So this last three chapters, he's been talking about these two things. Jesus is this kind of person for you. He is the one that has opened the way to the Father for all of us so that we can be in the Father's presence. And two, he is the go-between that gives us that access and brings to us the blessings that come along with us. So those are the two sense statements. And now the therefore uh, comes out. And we're going to hear it in three concrete applications he's going to direct us toward faith, toward hope, and toward love. Catch him along the way, and you can underline him as well. Verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance, and here's the first one, full assurance of faith. We're going to draw near to God, and trust that, that our hearts have been sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. We get to trust that what he's done makes that true. Number two, hold us, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Friends, this doesn't start in our own faithfulness, but in his, and in that we hope. And the third part, let us consider how we might spur one another on toward, and this is the third, love and good deeds. He goes on to explain that love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. This is what love looks like. Gathering together, encouraging one another, and more and more and more and more as that day approaches, as the number of days that we've got gets shorter. Friends, Jesus didn't minyana God's plan. He did it at just the right time. He engaged in this relationship with us so that it opens the way. He didn't offer a a not yet or a not now, but came and made a way so that the one day, the day could come. The the day when all brokenness and all uncertainty in our world will go away. Because friends, there is going to be a day when there will never be a funeral again. Does that sound like a good thing? If so, give me an amen. 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 There's going to be a day when we'll never wonder if this is our last summer. That sound good? Give me an amen. Amen. A day when there will Oh man, when every day is going to be better than any make a wish day. Sound good? Amen. There's going to be a day when there are no monetary limitations. There are no schedule that's too busy. Where no longer will there be hurts because they will be healed. There will no longer be grudges because they will be gone. Does that sound like freedom you want? Amen. Amen. It will be a day when encouragement and affirmations are spoken freely and never assumed. A day when joy will abound, when what really matters gets said again and again and again. That sound good? Amen. And because we are certain, because we have this hope that that someday will one day be our today every day, where that someday will be our today every day day. And that is good news. Amen? Amen. It is good to stand together, to revel in these truths together. I want to and you just imagine for a sec, if we walked through that same exchange and you were the only person sitting in the room out here and I was like, hey, give me an amen on that. And you're just by yourself like, amen. Uh, it feels different. There's something different about being together, standing together, to hear the voices and choruses coming around you as we stand together in these things. For just in speaking them, as we know that we're not the only ones that stand in them, we already are beginning to get a glimpse of them. We're reminded of how we've gotten glimpses of these things already in this family of faith. It's encouraging and uplifting. And it's not just the results of knowing these things are true. You could read the same truths in a book by yourself. It doesn't have the same effect. It doesn't happen in the same way in isolation at home. In fact, I think you could go home and listen to this very sermon on YouTube or on the podcast and it will not have the same effect as you sitting in the room and speaking those amens together. It requires that we are together in intentional ways in our relationships, speaking of and living in these truths But let me tell you, it's not just talking about coming to church on Sunday. This encouragement to, to not give up meeting together and to encourage one another. It's not just about the encouragement that happens as we stand together and speak these things together in this room or whatever church that we're in. There are opportunities for being together with other Christians, for living together in these truths, for encouraging one another way beyond here. Every day of your life that we get to do as everyday people every day. So let me help you begin to dream about how you can leverage the summer for these in relationship. There is relationships, excuse me. There is no end to the possibilities, but I want to help begin to prime your imagination. And I've really got two things. They both start with in to help you remember them. Number one, be intentional. See, the, the in doesn't need to add up to more. It doesn't need to add something to your calendar, Uh, except that you do need to start in that relationship up to the Father. So if that's not in your calendar yet, you do need to add that in. But then be intentional in your home likely there are Christians there. This is your most local version of church. For church is wherever the people of God gather around his word and his promises. You trust in those words every time you you pray a prayer at a meal or you speak of the truth of God's word in your own home. That is church. So aim to encourage. Aim to let that place be the first church that you're a part of and intentionally a part of. And sometimes we offer Care to strangers that's better and more attentive than to our, the people in our own homes let's let that no longer be the case. Let's be just as caring there as we are in other places. Let's be intentional. Probably the easiest place is at a meal, but it's any time that there is a time of being together and there's not something else happening. And it might be on a car trip. It might be waiting for something together. And, and this is the time where we get to leverage it by being intentional in conversation. Not just uh, like Mother's Day kinds of things where you affirm mom for what she's done or thank her for what she's done or, or pray particularly for her. Let those same kinds of things be a part of our regular patterns of being together. You know, if, if pulling out your phone is something that you'd usually do when the conversation pauses, maybe make a note on your phone or on the, on the home screen of it, these three questions. What's going well? What do, you, what do I appreciate? And how can I pray for you? So as you pull out that phone, as you're trying to fill that space because you're awkward and you're not sure uh, what to do next with it, let it direct you back to questions that'll be encouraging and helpful. For If we're intentional with praise and intentional with thanks to one another and intentional with prayers to one another, even if just like one time in a week you made a point of hitting these three topics, praise and thanks and prayer, the people in your own home are going to feel encouraged, cared for, valued. And if this is the last summer you've got with them, isn't that what you'd want? I guarantee you it is what the Lord wants. More than that, it's what he expects of us, what he's equipped us for as he's opened this way to the Father and made this way for us. So be intentional in your home, but also be intentional when you are away from home. Uh, Summer's probably going to lead you off to some lake somewhere or a cabin somewhere or some distant land, who knows where. And when you get there, make part of your planning choosing a church. And choose a church with the posture of what can I learn? If you want to LCMS Church, Google LCMS Church Finder. There is a portion of the website at lcms.org, and you can pull it, put in the zip code and the address, and it'll tell you the service times and all the details so that you can find another Lutheran Church Missouri Synod congregation. But maybe it's too far away. Then pick another one that's close and convenience, and that you can get there too. And there, I want to encourage you to aim to encourage. Be that outside voice that has a lens. We're going to go into this place, and we're going to see what we can encourage them in. We're going to scan for successes along the way and tell them what's true. Did they greet really well? Were the flowers beautiful outside? Did they have awesome music? Was the organ fantastic? Did the pastor preach really well? Did they have awesome donuts? I mean, you pick it, whatever you want. And what a blessing you could be, an encouragement to those churches. Maybe what you find there is something that's really different, something potentially confusing or challenging. If that's the case, talk about it. What is it that pushed back on you? And if this leads you to a conversation about what you do know is true, refocuses you on what you normally hear at home, that's a good thing and encouraging too, so let it be. So be intentional, number one, in a conversation at home, in gathering while you're away. And here's the number two, be inquisitive. Be inquisitive when we're gathered. Uh, Pastor Brian mentioned at the beginning of the service today that there'll be opportunities that we gather as one congregation at 10 o'clock outside. I want to tell you ahead of time, at each one of those, there's going to be food. There'll be donuts at one of them, there'll be ice cream at another, there'll be a picnic at the other. Leverage the time and the space. Be curious. Who's open to a relationship with you? Be curious. Who doesn't have someone that's talking to them? Make your way over. Ask what they're doing so far for the summer. Ask if they understood anything the pastor said in his sermon. Or was he just talking too fast today? Aim to get to know one more person by name. You know, it says in John, uh, they'll know we are Christians by our love. The first step toward love is knowing who's here, knowing their story. So let this be an opportunity, even if you just leverage those three opportunities this summer. But, But maybe it's the before and after church time that we have every time, and the coffee that's out there. Enjoy that. Stay for a bit. Plan for that to be a part of your Sunday morning. So be inquisitive when we're gathered, and be inquisitive when we're scattered. And there's lots of ways that this could look, whether you're in the grocery store and curious about the, the people that are camping next to you, but I want to point you to, to one that's a little more in-house, and a call that I know that you guys have all had. Be inquisitive with your deacon when they reach out to you. See, deacons, uh, for those of you unfamiliar, this is a person, when you are an active member of Holy Cross, uh, there are 15 deacons, and each of them are assigned 25 to 30 families so that they can be cared for well. See, Pastor Brian and I want you to have the personal care of attention, care and attention beyond what two of us can offer. And so there are others that support us in offering that care. So there's someone that's reaching out to you, whether via email or phone call or text. It might be because you share a prayer request Maybe because we haven't seen you in a while and we just want to make sure you're okay. It might be because they just want to check in and know that you are cared for and are valuable. They are not the church cops, they're not the ones to file your complaints with. They are the people who want to support and care for and encourage you. Now, sometimes in those conversations, it's like, I don't know you, you don't know me. How do we do this? Be inquisitive. If you don't know what to say, ask them a question How was your summer? how can I pray for you? I guarantee you, your deacon will be blessed by that and maybe the next conversation becomes even better as we encourage and support one another along the way. Let this posture of inquisitiveness be more and more your approach each and every day. For we don't know how many days we have or for whom this summer will be the last. Spoiler alert here. Uh, next week Pastor Brian's going to encourage us toward relationships with those who are not yet in. Those who are not yet believers. So we've got up and we've got in. And he's going to talk about those who are out. But before we get there, it's worth us feeling the weight of the question. What are we inviting them in to? Is this church is my home? is my own presence and relationship with others, a place of love and of encouragement, of openness to relationship, of making time for one another, both to celebrate what's going well and to bear the burdens of what's not. For that is an attractive person to be with, an attractive community or household to be a part of. And this is especially true and hard on my heart today because I know that even within the church and maybe even in your own family, There are more and more people that feel alone in the midst of the crowd, despite there being spirit-filled Christians all around them. This cannot continue to be. Amen? Amen. So let this community be the place that Jesus has equipped us to be. He didn't manana opening heaven to you. Don't manana opening your life, your energy, your effort, your summer to those he's put along your path. If the prompts of being helpful, of, of being intentional or inquisitive are helpful, use them. But whatever you do, leverage the summer to lean in to relationships to those in the family of faith, whether here or afar. For we need each other for however many summers we've got. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, by the peace of God that surpasses human understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, Amen.